Well, good morning. Welcome to our first inside gathering for 2021, believe it or not. And, and hard to believe as well, like it's last time we gathered was November 2020. That was, that's bizarre. <laughs> um, I just want to, I just want us to take time. As you see here, you'll see a, just a display set up. And very intentionally, one of the things that's unique about John's gospel is that when he talks about, you know, the communion, the last supper that Jesus had with his disciples, the Passover, one of the things John includes that's very prominent in his, in his account is the whole, the posture that Jesus took with his disciples about the washing of the feet. And I believe an essential piece of, of when we come and gather, you know, to remember, remember Jesus, remember the death on the cross, and to come around the table, the Last Supper, is to have the bowl and the towel. Because I believe it's not so much to do with washing of the feet, but everything to do with we come with a heart of a servant to one another, serving one another. That that is the way of the kingdom, actually that we come as serving one another. That's what Jesus modeled, what Jesus taught, what the kingdom is all about. So that's why we have that all set up with the goblets and the bread as well. Just a reminder for us. I don't know if you've ever attended a reunion. I'm sure most people have. It could be a family reunion or high school, university, work reunion. Um, the last one I attended was about nine years ago. It was my OPP class that I was part of. And uh, I was um, touched that they included me in their reunion because I had checked out, left the OPP back in uh, just the beginning of 2002. And I got a call and they said, yeah, I know, we'd love to have you come. And just, it was just that time of being able to gather. Interesting, because 82 is when, we, when I joined the OPP. And it was like 2012, so it was 30 years. And lots changed in that time. And just interesting to see how everybody had changed in so many ways. And some, you know, some you couldn't even recognize, right? Oh, that's you? Oh, wow. <laughs> right? And, the, you know, the same thing got said to me as well. And while there was, seemed to be a lot of changes... There, there really wasn't any change. It was, it was like we were back there in 1982, <laughs> and t- reminiscing, talking about uh, our time at the uh, police academy and our first year with our postings and what we thought of it and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But there was, there was something that we shared. Was, it was this commonality that we, we had with each other that was just so prominent and so evident and I remember thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, these are my people. <laughs> That's what I remember thinking, that, yeah, these, these are my people. And uh, this, the, the title of this series is Remember Jesus. Remember Jesus, this whole thing of remembering. And, and that reunion, that, that last reunion I experienced, it was just a, such a sweet time. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I've been very intentional on what we've entitled this series, because we have been a part, right? We, we've been a part, and we, we're, now that we're starting to come back, and, and you see the life in our city coming back, people wanting to get back to some form of normalcy. And I don't think it's just normalcy, getting back to doing the same things. There's something about connecting with other people that I see this, this longing for. 
And as we gather, it is a time to remember because that word is talking about bringing two things together. Because when we remember something, it's something back in our mind that we bring to the present. It's joined together and it's that time. And my prayer is for us and for the church as a whole is that we will have moments where we reminisce with one another, where we can, you know, we we can talk about the times pre-COVID and look forward to the times post-COVID, right? And especially the commonality we share with one another, that we'll be able to say something like, oh yeah, these are my people. Like, it's good to be here. It's good to be together, to see each other. That's, that's my prayer. But most of all, that we'll know what it is we share together. You see, at the reunion, what brought us together at the OPP reunion I'm talking about was the fact we all shared the same occupation. So we understood it and you understand it with your occupation you do or whatever you do. There's this thing, you got, you get it with the people you work with, right? You understand the stresses and all that stuff. But it was also the, you know, there was the shoulder flash we had on, right? That identified us as well. And it was just something, it was this commonality that we had. It was this... Yes, this is our people. But I want us to remember the commonality for us. And the worship team so eloquently led us through this that at the center of everything, when we gather, what draws us together is it's Jesus. There's, like there's no other reason. Take Jesus out of the picture and what are we doing here? <laughs> like seriously, it's Jesus that's at the center of all of this. And the gospel, or the good news of what it's also called, it's the greatest thing that ever occurred, that ever happened in the history of our universe. I want you to think about that. But scripture, when we read scripture, all of scripture points to this, this one great event that took place in the history, that the God of this universe The God of this, think about this, the God of this universe, the one who created it all that we say, coming to us in human flesh, in the person of Jesus, to rescue all of humanity, all of creation. And I I so appreciate the the New Testament writers who point not just that God came to, to rescue, to reconcile just people, but he came to reconcile all of creation to God. Everything, everything back to the Father, everything. Just this beautiful, beautiful picture. But the other thing too, it's astounding, that event. It's astounding what took place with Jesus coming to earth. Astounding, astounding. And and what I see is as Jesus went about going into the towns and the cities and healing people and teaching and behaving in ways that were just different the way society behaved, that I think what Jesus was doing was coming and going, hey, hey, this is what life is really all about. This is what it's all about. And Jesus wanting to remember us back into his kingdom. Because that's what we were designed for. That's what we were wired for. All this stuff we've seen in the world the past five, six, seven years. Well, you can go all, all the way in human history. 
I'm sure every generation goes, boy, man, it's a crazy world. <laughs> I'm sure every generation does that. They have to. They have to. And we've said it. It's not what we were wired for. Jesus shows us what we were wired for, and Jesus is wanting to bring us back. Jesus was remembering us. And this remembering, it culminated when Jesus gave his life, when Jesus died on the cross. That was the pinnacle of the whole thing of remembering. And Luke, Luke captures a very, what I would say is a very poignant moment on the cross where you see this whole thing of remembering or bringing in, you see it very clearly what it looks like. And I don't know if you should have favorite gospel writers, um, but two for me that stand out are Luke and John. I just, I really am attracted to their accounts of what they, how they present Jesus to us. But in Luke's, in Luke's gospel in, in the 23rd chapter, Luke records that when Jesus was, you know, he'd gone through the trial, uh, he was handed over to the Roman soldiers to be executed, to be crucified on the cross. And there he is lifted up, and there's two other men. Luke points out that there's two other men who are also being executed, one on either side of them. And as people are passing by, they're hurling insults, mocking him, you know, and saying all sorts of things. And one of the, one of the other men being executed goes, if you're God, if you're Messiah, prove it. <laughs> and it's like, now's the time. If, if, if ever there's a time to prove you're Messiah, prove it now, Right? The other man being executed chided the, the other guy saying, what, how, how, why do you talk like that? Don't talk like that. And that other guy, he turns to Jesus and says these words. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Do you hear what he's saying? Remember me. Bring me back. Bring me back. And Jesus responds with these words, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. And what happened here is Jesus didn't just only remember him as in, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. What, what's your name again? Uh-uh. No. Literally, literally, he meant, you're going to be with me. You're with me. Jesus remembered him. I don't know if it was minutes or within an hour, but within a short amount of time, Jesus died. And it was at that point that death was rendered impotent. It was at that point when all of creation was reconciled, was remembered, was brought back. Everything took place at the death of Christ. For us, that seems in, in our perspective of life, because we value the physical life, so much. It seems odd that that would be the pinnacle 
But remember what Paul said, the death of Christ is foolishness to us who think we're wise, but it's the power of God that saved us. And it all has to do with what, what love does, the power of love. But the death of Jesus was the absolute greatest moment in the history of the universe. It had to be, because that was when all of creation was reconciled, was remembered back. And I love John's description from his vision that he had, which is recorded in, in the Revelation. And sometimes we focus so much on trying to figure out, decipher all the apocalyptic imagery that John writes, includes in his, that we miss, we miss the the central point. I, I believe what John is trying to point out. But in chapter five, John says these words. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Imagine of all the infinite reasons for why we could worship Jesus, worship God, of all infinite number of reasons why we could. There was only one, only one reason that stood out about everything else for those angels. Only one. And it was Jesus' death on the cross. What they, what they all rallied to. That alone, that alone, that one reason. And I love the, what John says, what writes. It drew thousands and millions of angels around the throne. Thousands and millions. I can't even picture what that would even look like. Can't even picture it. But imagine that. And they're the ones who sang Worthy is the lamb who is slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Didn't know you could have the word and repeated so many times in one sentence. But I guess, I guess though, God is infinite, right? So there is no grammar rules when it comes to that. But beautiful, beautiful. And that's a regathering. We talk about regathering. Boy, when that regathering happens, uh, you'll need a new body because this old body won't be able to contain it all. What we'll see, it won't be able to contain it. And until that day happens, Jesus gave the church well, a few things, but there was one thing that was very important, very important, to do often, and that is to remember often, often. And what he gave, very tangible, understandable act was the whole thing of the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, communion, the Eucharist, whatever you want to call it. This thing, we come together to remember 
to remember Jesus, to bring Jesus back into our present. I believe, you know, we talk about using common elements like bread and like wine. They were, they were everyday elements for people back then, what they ate and what they drank. But I think it's more than that. There's something about eating that Jesus wants us to take him into ourselves, to totally take him in. Doesn't want to be just be a, a decoration on the table, wants Take him in. As Jesus remembered us, so too are we to remember him, to embrace him, to draw him into our lives, to make him one with us. When we take part in communion, we are remembering Jesus. That's what we're doing. It's a central activity the church has been participating in since the church was birthed. In fact, the church recorded it in Acts. Luke again records this, that they devoted themselves to four things. And one of the things is that they would always do is they would always have the Lord's Supper. Always. It was central. It was a central part. Why? So they never forget the most, most cataclysmic event that took place in the history of the universe. That's that love that gets poured out, right? It's that love that gets poured out. We're going to do that right now. If you could take your cracker. There are a few scriptures that reference um, the instructions Jesus gave as they took part in this. But I'm going to read to you what Paul's words were when he wrote to the church in Corinth reminding them that this is the one thing they should never forget because apparently it seemed like they had forgotten. <laughs> oh, not, not forgetting to do this, it's how they came in preparation for this. They didn't come to serve one another. They, they'd forgotten. And Paul was reminding them again what this was all about. And I want to read to you the words that Paul writes. Paul says, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So I want us to take the cracker. And as we listen to Jesus' words, that this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together, remembering his body given for you and for me. And it said he took the glass of wine. And let's remember the words Jesus says to his church. This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. It's an agreement that's confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. So let's drink together remembering God's covenant to us, which is confirmed by his blood. And Paul's final words were, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. The absolutely 
greatest event in the history of our universe. Let me just pray. Father God, Lord, we come before you. And Father, we thank you for your desire to bring people, humanity, not just a desire, your drive, because Lord, what flows from you is love. And what caused you to give your yourself, your, your very son, as the sacrifice, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was that love that flows from you that gives life to everything. And Father, we join with the angels in saying, just how worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered? How worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered? Blessings and honor and glory and praise to you, O God. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for remembering us. And Lord, as you remember us, we remember you and we take you in because you are life. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm.